Hello again, everybody. Randy Weddle here. I'm your host for Creation Anew, and I'm glad that you're here with me today. I am the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And uh, again, I just can't say it enough. I'm glad that you've joined me today. What are we going to talk about? Well, I wanted to talk about something that will probably uh, uh, it it will it will be it will be something that will create or maybe hopefully satisfy the curiosity of of many people. Um, a question that has gone down through the ages is what what is the unpardonable sin? What does it mean? And and have I done it? And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, I'd love to do more on this. Uh, this is going to be, you know, somewhat of a, just a one episode type of thing. So um, here we go. Okay. Let me tell you something. When I was a child, I was, I was really strange. I have to tell you, I had some weird quirks and one of those weird quirks was, um, I had heard because I was raised in church, I would heard about, um, this term called blasphemy against the Holy spirit. And I wondered if I had ever done that. And that was something that just stayed with me for quite a while. And um, I thought that I was unique in that way. And you have to understand, um, you know, as a child, not really understanding, um, you know, everything about the world. And even as an adult, I still don't understand everything about the world. But to have that burden on you, and no one put it on me. My parents didn't do that. My church didn't do that. I put it on me. But I heard uh, some sermons on on uh, that topic, and it w- it wasn't something that it wasn't a sermon that would explain things necessarily. It was just kind of going over some things, and I latched on to this idea that I wondered if I had committed the unpardonable sin, and I I, I had started put, to put together that blasphemy against the Holy Spirit was the unpardonable sin. And then I thought, okay, what is blasphemy? And I started learning about that. And I thought, oh, have I ever done that? And I was in turmoil uh, for quite a while. And, you know, I would ask people questions and such. And and they always, uh, many people, you know, growing up, um, I, I looked better <laughs> than what I was on the inside. And many people would say, oh, you know, there's no way you could have done anything bad. And, you know, as I grew up and became a teenager and a young adult, there were a lot of things that I did bad. I mean, I just, I was a, as a rotten person on the inside. It just didn't, the rot just didn't come out to the outside. But as a child, this started to really tear me up. And I thought, have I, have I committed this sin? And to, to think as a child that maybe you've committed a sin for which 
you could not be forgiven. You could understand um, just a little bit of turmoil. Well, what I learned is I wasn't alone. And in fact, even as an adult, I, I, I find that there are adults out there that, that are also wondering if they've committed the unpardonable sin. So what I want to do is I want to talk about this concept of, of the unpardonable sin and what it is and have you committed it? Okay, so hopefully after this episode, you can you can lay to rest whether you have committed this sin or not. Okay, is that, is that fair enough? All right, very well. Well, let me read something to you, and it comes from uh, the Gospel of Mark. And it talks about the unpardonable sin. This comes, uh, it's, it's Mark 3.22, and let me get, uh, let's see, 3.22 all the way down to um, 3.30. So Mark 3.22 to Mark 3.30. Let me read it to you. The scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebub, and he cast out the demons by the ruler of the demons. And he called them to himself and began speaking to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. If Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but he is finished. But no one can enter the strong man's house and plunder his property unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house. Truly I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. All right, so now we've got some scripture here, and it's found in other places as well, but let's just stick with Mark for right now. So the situation is, is there were some scribes, and you could consider these guys like lawyers. Um, you know, they were, they were writing things down. They were uh, experts in the law. And they could see many of the leaders and of, of the Jews in the first century, and certainly the scribes would be in that category. Many of the leaders witnessed firsthand the works of Jesus. In other words, the miracles and, and the things that he did. And they looked at these things. They saw these miraculous events and there were a group of them that said of these events that Jesus is possessed by Beelzebub okay or the devil 
And they were also saying that he casts out demons by the ruler of the demons. So this, this implies that they had either heard about or saw Jesus you know, casting out demons, which by the way, um, is not the most pleasant thing. If you read scripture and you read the accounts of Jesus casting out demons, it would have been the stuff of nightmares. I mean, it, it was scary stuff. So the implication here is that these guys, and I, I'm positive that some of these guys saw Jesus do these miracles. They saw firsthand Jesus doing things that only God could do. And Jesus starts asking this question once he hears the scribes saying that, you know, these awful things about him. The text says that Jesus starts talking in parables and he says, how can Satan cast out Satan? And the answer is he cannot. And Jesus says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And he also says, if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but he is finished. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, you can't really like have a good fist fight with yourself. Okay, that's crazy. And if he, Jesus, was casting out demons by the work of Satan, the, the, the king of the demons, if you will, then how can I mean, how can Satan's kingdom stand up against something like that? So in other words, these guys were accusing Jesus of working for Satan. They were attributing the works of Jesus to an unclean spirit or to Satan. Okay, that's very, very important that you understand that. And he goes on in trying to make the point that a kingdom fighting amongst itself is not a strong kingdom. But one that can come in and defeat a kingdom, well, that's, that's really something. And it's not a friend of the kingdom who overthrows the kingdom. Okay, does that make sense? So after saying these things, then Jesus makes this statement. So you know the context here, okay? Jesus has been doing miracles. There are some leaders of the Jews that have, that have witnessed these miracles. And they are, after witnessing them and, and seeing, they are saying that, gosh, these miraculous works are being done by, by Satan. Okay, that Jesus has a, an evil spirit. It's within that context that Jesus then says, Truly I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they utter. Earlier, I added on the word may there. Um, it's kind of a, well, never mind. I'm reading from the New American Standard Version, and the word may is not in there. I just want to let you know. 
But he says, truly, I say to you, all sins shall be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they utter. So there are a lot of things that people can be, you know, they can receive forgiveness. Even when they speak badly. Now, that's what blasphemy is, is to speak badly of something or someone. So Jesus says, even even when people say blasphemies, there can be all kinds of blasphemies. They can speak poorly or badly about a lot of issues. And it can be forgiven. But whoever speaks badly against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. In other words, there is no forgiveness. So what does it mean to speak badly of the Holy Spirit? Well, we can get this from the context. And and if we go down to verse 30, we can see the answer. Okay. The context is, first of all, Jesus has been doing miracles and these guys are saying, you cannot be doing these miracles by the Spirit of God. It must be the spirit of a demon. Jesus says, well, blasphemy like that cannot be forgiven. And the reason why he was saying that this sin cannot be forgiven is found in verse 30 because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. So to put it together, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit means that you look at the works of Christ and you reject them. You throw them away. You consider them as rubbish. You consider them as something that may even, you may even call them evil. So I hope the clouds are starting to clear here. And it seems to me that these guys, you know, that Jesus was making a really hard statement. These guys had done something really bad. But let's take a look at what it takes to say something like that. To be able to look at a miracle, I mean, to witness one, like, you know, Jesus healing a lame man, Jesus healing a blind man, Jesus raising the dead, and to say that that is an evil act, you have to be purposefully rejecting what you've just seen what you've just experienced. You have to be rejecting the truth. And that is what these guys were doing. They were looking at the works of Jesus and saying, oh, that's that's evil. And clearly Jesus wasn't doing evil things. He was doing good things. And Jesus says, that's the unforgivable sin. So let's put this in the context of today. We don't have the opportunity to witness with our eyes works of Jesus. 
Okay, in other words, Jesus is not here on earth in physical form for us to be able to critique his work. Now, we can see the works of God, but I'm talking about, you know, seeing someone healed or hearing and seeing a miraculous event, experiencing something of God. But we do have something miraculous still on earth. And that is the recollection of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The portion of the gospel that says that Jesus died for the sins of the world. That he was buried and that he rose again from the dead. That is a miracle. That is a miracle of God. That is something out of the ordinary that occurred. And to, to blaspheme the Holy Spirit means that you would look at that work of Jesus and reject it. Now, at the time that the scribes um, said what they said, Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. They only were witnessing, you know, miracles like casting out demons, healing the blind, healing the lame, raising the dead. But those were clear indications that Jesus was not filled with the demon. And to take a look at the claims of Christ and, the, and specifically the, 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 the details of the gospel and to, to say of those details, oh, that must be the work of a demon or the work of Satan, means that you are rejecting what is right before you. So... Let me ask this question. These scribes that committed the unpardonable sin, do you think they could ever be forgiven? Now, if they committed the unpardonable sin, you would, you would not think so. Now, hang with me here. I believe if these guys would have had a heart change and they would have gone to Christ begging for mercy, asking for his forgiveness, I think they would have gotten it. So just the fact that you have said something bad about the Holy Spirit, I'm not convinced is, you know, seals your fate forever. What seals your fate forever is to look at the, 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 the miracles of Christ and to, and to continue to harden your heart to those miracles and to die in that state of hardening your heart. So let's put it in today. Someone who commits blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is someone who looks at the, mirac the miraculous story of the gospel, the truth of the gospel, where Jesus died for the sins of the world, he was buried, and he was raised on the third day, and that he is the Savior, he is the Messiah. And after, after hearing that, seeing it, and, and continually, continuously rejecting that offer of mercy through Christ, that is the unpardonable sin. So let me put it in, in more succinct terms. To commit blasphemy against the Holy Spirit today, 
you have to willfully continue to reject Jesus to the point where you die. If you live the rest of your life rejecting Christ, you will have committed the unpardonable sin. But here's the catch. If you're willing to turn around, if you're willing to embrace the gospel and and to run to Christ for mercy, the Bible says you'll receive it. Romans 10:13 says, "Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." So if you hear the gospel message and you turn to Christ for forgiveness of sin, for mercy, for salvation, you will receive it. But if you continue to reject it and then you die, there is no forgiveness. You've committed the unpardonable sin. So in other words, while there is breath in somebody, there's hope. While there's still life, there's hope, and we're not guaranteed another second on earth. That's why it's important to really look at the claims of Christ, to consider them, to to check if they're true. And if they are, anybody in their right mind would would just run to those to those claims that they would they would embrace the forgiveness of Christ and ask for his mercy. And whoever does that will be saved. Let me ask a question. You ever wondered if you committed the the unpardonable sin? If you have have depended upon Christ for forgiveness of sins, if you have asked him to save you based upon what he did, not what you do, but what he did, you have not committed the unpardonable sin. And you want to know something? If you're concerned that you have committed the unpardonable sin, there's still hope. You can leave that state of unbelief and become a believer in Christ. I hope that encourages you. Well, guys, that's all I have. I want to um, thank you for listening. I want to thank you for supporting and telling others about this uh, podcast and uh, this ministry. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is randy at creationanew.com. The website is creationanew.com. And you can support me. You can support us in this ministry by uh, doing a couple of things. Number one, pray. Um, I need it. And uh, secondly, you can also tell you can also tell others about this podcast. That's really that's really a great thing to do because it just gets the truth out to more people. And thirdly, if you want to give monetarily, you're welcome to do that. You can do that through Anchor. You can look up Creation Anew on Anchor. 
www.ghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandghostsandgh